Hey, welcome back to Confidence Conversion. Today, we want to talk about taking more listings, long-term nurture in your database, and ultimately conversion at the highest level. I got two great coaches with me, David Caldwell, Greg Holdhouse. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks. So get a little closer to the microphone there, G-Money. A lot of uh, a lot of really smart people right now are saying to themselves, what can I do to get more listings? Let's just talk sort of rapid fire, best hacks, whether you're doing it inside your brokerage, inside your team, or the extraordinary people that you guys are coaching, give us both perspectives. Does that make sense? Yeah. So who wants to go first? What's working now to get more listings? Okay. Utilization of VAs. Utilization of VAs was not the first thing that was on my list. What are you talking about? Okay. So we're having a lot of the VAs do the backend research yeah. so that they're preparing all the stuff where you just drop it in ready to go. So you can utilize third-party systems, get lists, doing geographic farming digitally. So you buy the list, you have the VA do the research. There's a lot of new programs out there. PropStream is one of them. I think you had them as a guest. Right. So you can grab that information. VA does the research, drops it into your CRM, company-generated lead. They can go after it. Okay. I understood all that stuff. Say that in a seventh grade level, David Caldwell. What was he saying? He's basically just saying that he has like a system already in place for when a lead comes in that there's like strategic communication that's starting to happen right away. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that you're right there. I just, what I'm wanting to focus on though is using others to do the labor to create efficiency for the agent themselves. There Agents are getting bogged down doing work that they shouldn't be doing. Yes. Doing research, analysis, trying to hunt down good numbers. Yes. That's what your VAs are for. Okay. So, so you're talking, we're about, everything talking about efficiency. Like everything Data. from yeah. find yeah. me every cell phone number or landline yes. for every person in my geographic farm. Hey, take my entire database yes. and where there is an incomplete no phone number, get a phone number in there, right? Like that's what I'm hearing? Yes. I love 100%. all that because again, whoever has the data, it, what I always love is like like back in the day when expired listings and certainly they're coming back, right? They're always there, but it's, you know, like there was a time when it was very plentiful. Whoever was able to find the number was the one that was most likely that was going to get the appointment and potentially win that business. So that's one. What's we, working right we now? We talked about that yesterday too, real quick. The most, ex, the most valuable companies in the world are data companies and yes. all these realtors databases, we have partial data. Yes. So what Greg just pointed out is the importance of actually having a system to go put all the data in place so you can cre create higher conversion rates. Yes. I'll give a simpler one because Greg's smarter than I am. Um, we, Greg and I were just outside having a conversation about how so many teams right now are trying to pay their way into productivity. I'm going to spend more money to create productivity when the reality is agents just need to be focused on creating basic conversations. And a basic conversation I think right now that I'm coaching a lot of teams on is if your dentist calls you twice a year to tell you to go get your teeth cleaned, you don't go to a different dentist. So how do we operationalize simple conversations with our sales teams yes. to go remind people, because our job to remind them that we're real estate professionals, to ask them for referrals because we get what we ask for, not what we expect. And most people watching this show have not asked for 50 referrals, have not shared their goals. Simply having basic conversations does create long-term opportunities and bottom of the funnel opportunities. So I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw two and then I want your guys feedback on it. I, I fundamentally believe there's only two kinds of salespeople on the planet. Those that make phone calls and those that know they should, but they don't, and they probably never will. So you guys know me well enough to know I, we attract both sides. 
right? So I always ask myself, okay, what, what can I do to help the person that knows they should make phone calls, but they doesn't? They don't. Doesn't? You knew what I meant. And, and the simple answer is slide dial. Right to upload a voicemail message. Hey, Tom Ferry, Banana Real Estate, been thinking about you. Hope you're doing great. Happy December, happy January. You know, just want to touch base, let you know if you got any questions about real estate, you want to know the today's real value of your home, or you got a friend that's thinking about doing something, you know I'm always here for you. Give me a call back or just text me at 949-433-65 banana banana, right? and automatically just drop that on 500 people, 600 people, 1,000 people. Now, warning, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, he's talking to me, I never wanna make phone calls, but I'll do that. Actually, don't do it to 500 people at once. Start with like 50, because they're your past clients in Sphere. They're actually gonna respond. They're gonna text you back. People call so, back. People call back. The second one is, before we go into the you know more advanced stuff, is the simplicity of the Mike Fields postcard that we showed at the summit this year, that even yesterday, Big shout out to Stephanie Younger, one of the best agents in the business, Compass agent, $300 million a year in volume. She just dropped it into her geographic form of 14,000 people. What did she say, 500 full form fill outs? Yep, $11,000 spend, two appointments. No, two listings, two listings. three appointments, yeah. two listings, right? And for her, with her average sales price, I mean, Greg, it's you know, two million bucks, three million bucks. We're talking about even after commission splits with agents on her team, it's, it's you know, it's $20,000, $30,000 for an $11,000 spend off one postcard. Now, if you're saying, I don't know what that postcard is, you obviously were not at the summit. You probably need to go to TomFerry.com. You need to search like the content or maybe we can put a link up here somewhere, guys. But that postcard's bananas. Mm -hmm. What else is working right now? What else is working to attract listings? What, what's the best campaign? What's the best direct mail piece? What's the best script? What's working? Can I go old school? Uh, old school? What, what I, I, is old school okay, anymore? I'm going to tell you what old like school is. is. Facebook old school now? <laughs> Talking to people. Talking yeah. to people so, is old school, So yes. door knocking, you know, we're post-COVID. Mm -hmm. We're door knocking again. And we're gathering people's information, bringing it back, putting it in the CRM. And, and here's a real simple thing. What's your plan, Tom? Yeah. Tell me your plan. Like, what's yeah. your housing plans? Yeah. No one's asking that question, and you're you're setting that goal date out for them and helping them project into the future. Mm -hmm. And I think we're asking a lot of the wrong questions in the conversations that we're having. So sure. whenever I spoke in California, we talked about CRMs mm -hmm. and the fact that CRMs are becoming a crutch for agents not to do work in many cases, hmm. where they're ignoring them, it's too much, tasks go undone, we see that a lot. And yeah. we have the accountability to help bring people forward to get that done. But if you're leaning on the CRM and you're not having conversations and you're thinking that automation is gonna do all the work for you and you're not having those in-person conversations, I think you're gonna lack in this market. So yeah. knocking on doors and then bringing it in, plotting the course. I love it, I love it. Got another one? This morning, I try not to be the YouTube ads guy anymore, but I still am. Uh, yes. Mary Bartos on a coaching call, uh, $75 spend, $800,000 listing appointment. They've been running it for a week. It's uh, basically about us, sell your home with us type video targeted at homeowners in her local market. Lead came in within five minutes, Cole's on the phone, converts it into an appointment. Sounds really like a come list me yes. because of the authority that we talked about yesterday, the video creating authority, but at a targeted specific audience, not writing an algorithm, yeah. a video pointed at the right people. Yes, yes. I think of like Jeremy Knight, right, down in Austin who, you know, moving from Los Angeles to Austin, Texas, here's the seven things you need to know. And, and like people are doing Google searches for I'm moving from Los Angeles to Austin, and that's the first video that pops up. They watch it, they love him, they buy a house from him. Okay, let's go back to the core four, though, before we switch gears and talk about long-term nurture. So the core four is, number one? 
SOI. Right, sure. your past clients, yeah. your yeah, centers of clients. influence. Yeah. Number two, whether you, however you want to organize it, it's it's buying online leads or it's geographic farming and it's open houses. What are you guys seeing that is working, not working today with open houses? Open houses is one of the things where, again, getting back into the mega open house mm -hmm. is working. Yes. Again, door knocking. Uh, I can't right. believe Around the, a, yeah, yeah you door knock. Yes. And then inviting, one of the key elements is inviting the neighborhood for a free market report about what's going on in the neighborhood mm -hmm. as an exclusive to them before the open house. Yes. That is bringing in a lot of people because they're curious about what their home's worth, especially with all the noise that's out there. And right. so that's really helping to get listings to the earlier point. You know, on that same note, I go back to the mega open house and maybe if you're listening to this, if you're on my YouTube channel, just search mega open house because mm -hmm. it's a detailed strategy around, you know, what you do before, what you do during, what you do after. And the thing that worked the best when you were connecting with the neighbors was like, knock, knock, knock. You know, hi, my name is Tom Ferring with Banana Real Estate. And you hand them the flyer with an invitation to the house. And what you want on there really big is the price because it's the only thing they really care about. Because right. in their mind, what are they saying? Oh, that one's for $849, mine's worth $899, or mine's worth $749 because I've got this model, that model. Um, so I love that. What else at open houses? Well, you know, I'm I've talking been, to Stephanie Younger via text right now, the queen of. I've been talking to people about how open houses work if you work them. Yes. Right? But what I love about open houses is you get to skip to face-to-face, -to -face, mm -hmm. but you need to be focused on asking people that come in a certain amount of qualifying questions and then actually trying to ask for the close and ask for the business. Right. Going to what Greg's talking about, talking to the neighbors, going and talking to the neighbors about how that sale of that home is going to impact the value of their home and if they want to further discuss that. Yes. Right? I think that's a golden opportunity. Um, Kevin Sturdivant, that's been a big thing that we've been working yeah. on in his big door shot, knocking. Shots, yeah, like go make a sale and go knock on the doors around the sale right. and ask the neighbors if they want to talk about how that sale impacts the value of their home. Say that again. We just sold this house at 123 Banana Street for $12 million. Yes. Would you want to sit down for maybe 15 minutes to talk about how the sale of that home impacts the value of your home? That's the door knocking script. That's and script. that got him another like multi-million dollar listing. I mean, I remember he, hearing that story. Like, yeah, I that mean, was just a couple weeks ago. He he's going to be on the podcast, right? Yes, uh, yes. Eighty-eight million dollars in sales in forty-five days. Yes. You know, from basically saying you're not being noisy enough about the opportunities that you create. Yes. How do we go tell people? How do we skip to face to face? I, I like open house because you skip to face to face. Not right. enough agents are focused right now on how can I skip to face to face? And this is That's an agent by the way starts. in Newport Beach, California, where the average sales price is three and a half million dollars. And you've got the likes of Tim Smith and Georgina yeah. Jacobs. And I mean, so many amazing agents, but he's out there. And that, mm -hmm. and that run, yep. in that run, it was a uh, $4 million average sales price. Right. You connected me to talk to him about coaching him. And yes. on our initial call, he's like, hey, I got to call you back. I got to go knock on this door. Yes. He stopped our call to go <laughs> knock on a door. That's beautiful. And I'm like, this I, I got to coach this guy, right? Because yeah. his hustle is so strong. Yeah. It's incredible. So I want to throw another one at you for, for my listener here. Just consider the following. Uh, if you Google today, what cities did the vast majority of people move to the most during the pandemic? You would also call it what were the most overheated prices in those, you know, in cities across the, you know, North America. Um, if I was in any one of those cities, I would call every person I sold the house to and I would just say, you know, hey, you know, hey guys, just checking in. How's it going? Yada, yada, yada. How you been? Happy whatever month it is. Yada, yada. But most importantly, I want to ask August 27th. August 27th, I sold you guys that house in August 27th of 2020. And I'm just checking in to see how's the home working out for you. 
When we did that live, Phil Jones and I, and I watched people just just start to reach out to people they sold a house to during the pandemic. Doesn't have to be the hottest city; could just be any city. Look at the look at the resort towns. If I was in a resort town right now, the vast majority of people that bought in that resort now, yeah, maybe they'll use it as a second home, but they were using it as a primary residence because they weren't going to work anymore. Do you think all those people are going to be putting their homes on the market anytime soon? I would make the argument. The answer is. Not all, but yes. And, and we've seen stories of our clients that literally go, oh, I picked up like two listings, do this immediately, three listings. Because what was the stat? It was 80% of people that bought a house during the pandemic so that they, they compromised with the home. I didn't get the square footage I wanted, I get the street I wanted, I get the RV location I needed, or th 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 whatever it was. So they bought this really expensive thing that went way up in value at a reasonably low interest rate and now they have options, right? And 25% based on the survey from Riz Media said, and they hated the experience. Yeah. If, if agents got connected to, if we all got connected to the quality of the questions we ask actually is what dictates our income, mm -hmm. right? If we ask better questions, we make more money. If we ask better questions, we increase conversion. If we ask better questions, we get like further down the funnel, build better relationships. Yep. That's what I love about all the training with Phil Jones right now is he's just, right. he's always the best salesperson on the stage because of the quality of the questions. Bingo. Bingo. So let's switch gears. Let's talk about long-term nurture for a minute, being mindful of our time here. Uh, last night, you had a conversation with one of my longtime mentors. I'd be curious to hear his insight, and then I want to hear your insights on this. We know the stats when it comes to online lead generation, and, and you could make the argument for just all things lead generation to close, that 35% of the people you're going to do business with, you met and you got them under contract in the first 90 days. 65% of it, though, is day 91 to day 9,074. Now there's an argument just for follow-up and persistence and acknowledging people's differences in time and change and life experiences, yada, yada. But the other side of that is just the nurturing of your own database. It's really the combination of the two. So what were some of the insights that uh, Mr. Abraham shared yesterday? Well, you know, I asked, whenever I get to be in these rooms, you let me be, and I always try to take people to the side and be like, knowing what you've learned today, yeah. if you were gonna do something, like where would you start? Yeah. Not give me feedback on our ideas, what would you do? Yeah. And basically he said that we're also focused on the bottom of the funnel. We're putting millions of dollars into these databases and then we're completely ignoring them. And if we gave a financial advisor millions of dollars and they got us a negative return, we'd fire them. Right. And then we just started talking about- You just stop right there. <laughs> no, yes, yeah, that is the right it. mindset. Yeah. So. And then we just talked about like, well, how do you operationalize communication? We talked about that, you know, the number one Honda Acura dealership that he does um, advising with and how, you know, from calling you back to see if you want to sell your car, right? Because the buybacks, they've been doing yeah. that for a long time, not just during COVID, yes. you know, operationalizing service. But really what I took from the conversation is in different parts of the funnel, we have to create different contact points. And there has to be a human element of it. There has to be an automated element of it, right? We have to operationalize everything. We can't automate things. If we can automate everything, no one would sell us leads, right? Right. So we right. can operationalize it. And, and people would but, buy houses from robots. Yeah, but it's mm -hmm. but it's operationalizing the human touch and not, what we were talking about this outside, not trying to buy productivity. That's what yeah. a lot of teams are doing. They're trying to pay their way to profitability mm -hmm. versus focusing on increasing conversion by 1% or half a percent or 5% in this bucket. Like, where can we increase conversion? And that's what Jay and I talked about. And yeah, it was so, incredible. So let's just, let's talk through it. So 
you can do text, you can do email, you can do direct mail, you can do handwritten personal notes by yourself or by a robot. You can make phone calls. You could leave one voicemail and send it out to 5,000 people. There's so many ways that we can automate it now. The person listening, I just want to stress to you, you know you should be reaching out to every single person in your database, and yet you don't because you say, well, I've got too many or I don't have any time. This is where automation makes a big difference. But I would also flip it and say, consider also, throw an event, throw a party, have people over, invite them to a mega open house, but have it not really be about inviting any of the neighbors, just inviting your own sphere, because then you could just walk around and re-engage and connect, and you could use automation to do that, and maybe you're just better face-to-face -face and not effective over the phone, but you can do all the things we just discussed, right? All you gotta do is Google, how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I, yeah. and all the answers are there. Greg, oh, go ahead, Dave. I was just gonna add one Greg. thing before. Yeah. Greg is really smart on us. Um, <laughs> complexity is the enemy of execution. Yes. A lot of agents aren't making the simple calls, doing the simple things because they think they have to like, instead of throwing an event, they feel like they have to throw a wedding. Right. You don't. Right. You can just like have someone come to your office and then ask them for a referral a couple days later when you thank them for coming. Right. It doesn't have to be so crazy. And that's also something I took in that conversation with Jay yesterday is just Simplicity. creating the simple touch points based on yep. behavior. Yes. And Ken touched on that as well. Mm -hmm. 100%. Greg. All right. Long-term nurture, building more relationships, going deeper, getting more referrals, getting more directs out of our database. So, I think the education too, whenever you have the conversation, is something we need to be talking about. So we have all these complexities in the market. You actually convert, and, and that talks about like different points of conversion in, in the process. So you convert and you get somebody on the phone. I think that a lot of people get discouraged if they get asked a question that they don't know the answer to. So mm -hmm. I would be focusing right now on educating yourself or your agents of your team leader on what's going on in finance world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that you can have a better understanding of where to take the client because there's a lot of false propaganda out there. You also want to be educating yourself and continuing to be the market expert. People want to know what's going on in the market. Uh, Abel Gilbert and I, we did a, uh, yeah. a meeting last week in Miami. And whenever we looked at all the stats in Miami-Dade County, it really looked like there was a lot of downward stuff going on. But when we got into specific zip codes and took out the beachfront properties, we saw a huge statistic where we were actually down only 4% from ask price to close price, but that close price was higher than the same time last year, Right. which is insanity. So, you know, the news likes to say, oh, we're down 4%, but we're up 10% from the previous right. same time last year. Right. So. You, you have and to again, be able to. You got to know that every single market is different. You know, that's absolutely. Like you got to watch the national news. You got to you got to go. And then in our local area, in our MLS, here's what we're seeing. What's the opportunity in the market segment? And then how do you go tell people about that opportunity? Yeah. Right. Instead so, of just waiting for people to come. So I want to go back to the education side because I sure. agree with you 100. percent And what I would challenge uh, my friend listening right now. Yesterday we had a buddy of mine, Ken Carey. So you wouldn't know that name, even though he's been on my show. Um, you wouldn't know that name, but you would know 25 to 30 infomercials that he's produced since 1987. Mm -hmm. 25 to 30 infomercials every single year, year in, year out, for the Amazons of the world to, you know, Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley and the banjo fishing lure and every other crazy thing he's ever sold on television. And what was his first piece of advice to us? Don't assume what's going on in the minds of your customers. That's right. He said, Amazon comes to me and says, we'd like you to sell this widget and we, this is how we want it sold. And he goes, that's great, but it's not why you hired me. 
Instead, I'm going to go ask your customers how they feel, what their worries are, what their concerns are in the form of a survey. Now, if you follow me on social, you've seen me do this. I'm surveying people all the time inside of my stories with yes, no's, polls, polls on Facebook, survey monkey to our own customers. If you stopped and said, what if I just sent an email, like a survey monkey email, which you can do very easily to every person in your database and just ask questions like, how long have you lived in this city? Have you know, were you born and raised here? Yes or no, right? How long do you think you'll live in your current house? Give them a drop down menu, which SurveyMonkey does one year, three year, five year, 10 year, 20 year, you know, until right. they take me out in a pine box. What are your worries about the market? Let them write or give them a drop down option. Concern home prices are gonna go down. Concern is gonna go down by 10%, 20%. And then all of a sudden, you now have all of this incredible data from your customers. And then you guys have seen me do this mm -hmm. live. I'll do it in February at the, at the mm -hmm. Elite, where I'll literally say, I surveyed you guys and I got 1,800 of 3,100 responses and here's what you guys told me. Bing, 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 and I look like the smartest guy in the room, but what did I really do? I synthesized what was on the minds of my clients and then you share it with them. And you can share this in content, you can share it in stories, you can share it on appointments, you can share it in your newsletter. Stop hallucinating what your buyers and sellers and your past clients and your question. sphere think. Ask them, and then feed it back to them. Would it shock you to hear that 71% of the people that answered the questions all said they plan to be here for at least another 10 years? Yep. What do we know about real estate cycles? Then you could talk about that mm -hmm. as an example. Or the average person said to me they were gonna move in the next three years, and when I asked why, they all said, because they're in this part of town and they wanna be in that part of town for the right high school or for whatever the reason was. Thoughts on that, guys? Well, what I like about what you said was you took information gave it back to the consumer, their own stuff. Yep. And that raised in my mind, like, what are you doing with the information? Yes. So, I mean, you're, you're using it in that context, but can you store that information in your CRM also for later use? Yes. Are you recording it? Yes. Are you plotting a path? Yes. So the question I'm saying is, is what is the plan for the consumer? Mm -hmm. And when you gather that information and execute it utilizing your CRM, you're gonna take that information to plot the plan. And it's gonna be funny because whenever you call them in two years, hey, two years ago, you yep. said, yep. one, they're gonna be impressed of what you did with the information. How did you remember that? Right. But that goes back to, it's a combination of having conversations, recording data, and giving it back at the right time in the right manner. You could right. take that same information and use it right now, three months, three years, yep. because that person may not be doing something for seven years. We've all had that experience where people go, how do you remember all this stuff? Right. And you're like, hold on, uh, click, 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 click. Yeah. He asked how I remember, <laughs> right? right? One of the questions like those that let us interrupt the cycle, right? Because one of yes. the questions I've been asking a lot of teams I coach is, when does your average seller call you to sell? And it's 30 days, 60 days. Dan answered it, Dan and Jill, right. two weeks. Right. right. How do we make it 12 months? How do we make right. it 18 months? What right. activities do we have to do to interrupt that cycle mm -hmm. and become the only person people talk to about real estate? Yeah. That's how you're gonna grow market share. Yeah. It'd be interesting just as you say that, and I'm surprised this didn't come up yesterday in that mastermind, we should create, we should test. Two years out from selling, five things you need to know. 18 months out mm. from selling, three things you need to know. One year out from selling, don't make these seven mistakes. Yeah. Six months away from selling, do these three things. Are you listening to that? That's a really, I mean, this is a test. <laughs> Everything is a test until it's proven to work. But I would argue that'd be a, re especially if you're playing long tail understanding, most people sure. start to, the hey, this house isn't enough for us. We should do this. Or, hey, the kids are at this age. I want to be in that high school. You know, like, like all of those death, divorce, diamonds, diplomas, all that stuff. 
I, I, I like that idea. Hey, okay. it's, it's a great segue because I'll make one of those on the plane. Yes, you I will. Go. <laughs> My Uber's you know, here. You got to go, go, go get on an airplane. Thank you so much. All right. So, See Greg ya. and I are going to finish with more conversion. Right. So, Greg, actually, you know what, Greg? This would be super fun or maybe controversial. Top like controversial. three or four CRMs in your opinion and why? Okay. Top three or four. Top three or four. Okay. You know that I'm a big fan of Follow Up Boss. Yep. And I look at Follow Up Boss kind of like the. Tell me uh, your top three or four top first. Three or four. And okay. Then you so, tell me so, why. Okay. So Follow Up Boss, Boomtown, mm -hmm. definitely the top two. And then I'm really liking Sierra. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then Chime would probably be my fourth. Good. Okay. And by the way, and, and for the person out here listening, he didn't know I was going to ask this question, but no, it's just, no it, this is just one of those, like, what do you think? Cause it was for a long time as coaches, the number one question we got, sure. what's he read? you recommend? I'm usually my answer is whichever one your broker gave you for free that you're currently not using right. is a great one to use. Cause they spent a lot of money on it. Right. Yep. So, so, uh, go to the bottom. What about Sierra do you like? And then we'll go to the next one well, up and or chime. chime was my bottom. Yep. yep. Uh, chime has a great price point. Yep. Okay. They have some AI. They do bottom of the funnel mm -hmm. uh, or top of the funnel leads, sorry. Yep. And so the bang for the buck is what I like about Chime. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so it's, the, it's the most for the least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, in my opinion. Do you know Chime was also started by a guy named uh, Joe Shen? Uh, big shout out to Joe if you're watching. Joe uh, is a, he's an entrepreneur's entrepreneur, mm -hmm. someone that I respect tremendously. He started a company called Ren Ren. It was the Facebook equivalent in China. Right, so and he started like 250 different companies, Chime being one of them. All right, okay. what about Sierra? What do you like, what do you dislike? Yeah. Sierra, I like all the automations and add-ons. Um, mm -hmm. GGMS, you yep. know, is an add-on. Yep. So What's Sierra, GGMS? Well, it's the AI and the, the, the advertising and things, that all the behind the scenes stuff that you can basically yeah. tag onto it. And is the AI inside of Sierra one of those like first.io in terms of it's gonna give you um, here is most likely like behavioral analysis. You should call this person versus that person because of these triggers. They all have triggers, but with uh, Sierra, mm -hmm. what what I, I find is is it's more automated as, as as opposed to AI. Okay. So the the automated text I think are a little bit stronger. Got it. Then as you move up the list, you know, and keep going, it, as you go to Boomtown. Yeah. You know what I like about Boomtown is uh, they're great at lead gen. As far as all of the companies that are out there, mm -hmm. I find that the quality of yeah, they're, their- They're a marketing automation platform. Yes. That is a website, is your advertising, is your top of funnel, is your lead management, is your lead nurture. Like it's, it's expensive, sure. right? It's expensive. Not in comparison to what I pay for Salesforce. It's dirt cheap in comparison. Sure. Um, but yes, it's premium product, premium solution. Right. Follow-up boss, standalone CRM, mm -hmm. cross integration. Okay. okay, you can attach it to what just that, what does that mean? You, you can attach it to just about any website. They so easy, do not have easy API connection from right. anything you do, kind of like Slack, right? These right. just these super easy connect the dots, generate a lead in whatever solution, drop it into follow up boss, right. do your long term nurture. Right. A lot of good support there too. Yeah. So good. and in the customization side. No, from the CRM. Mm -hmm. Now the disadvantage is you don't get the website. Everything that we talked about prior yes. has the uh, website CRM software, total comprehensive solution. Luxury presence, agent image, right? You can go right down the line of all these just right. unbelievable service providers, Boomtown, others that provide websites. Um, okay, cool. So, so that's a good little deep dive on that. Why do you think the vast majority of agents aren't following up with their leads right now? Lack of understanding of the CRM. They're not doing the training. I ask all the time, 
hey, whenever you got your CRM, what did you do? But let me ask you a question. So first, so you say it's the lack of training of their CRM. So they don't know how to use the tool. They're not using the tool. But if I really want to call somebody, I'm mm -hmm. just going to call somebody. Like, Yeah, but there's no organization to the calls because then it's at random. Okay. So can I go just slightly deeper and go back a little bit? Sure. I find that a lot of people don't make calls for other than the obvious reasons, mm -hmm. okay? They're not making a call because they're not comfortable with market stats and they might have a fear that if I call, they're gonna ask me a question that I don't know. Okay, okay? that's fair. So I would ask anybody that's struggling to make their calls to be honest with yourself and say, did I do the training? And am I getting some functional knowledge so that when I get on the phone and actually get a live one, that I do come across as the market expert. You know, I tell my clients all the time, you're the market expert until you prove otherwise. And sometimes good, we're really good, good at proving. You're a market yeah. expert until you, you prove, prove otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Someone's going to laugh and go, ha, 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 Because uh, yeah, uh -huh. we've all, every one of us has been there. I've, I've sure. been there on stage. I've said the wrong thing, done the wrong right. thing. So it's not just you. It's all of us included. Yeah. Okay. So, so what else? So, well, it goes back to proficiency leads to efficiency. And, and being confident in your calls. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was in competitive sports, right? I had a coach that told me one time, you have to do the work so that you show up on game day to just collect your trophy. Right. I would say we need to take that mindset yeah. of somebody that's an athlete, do your training, and know what you should be training. So, so to be clear, the yep. person listening right now could say, okay, I bought this software. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of half-baked it. So you're saying I should go to YouTube or probably just click on a button somewhere yeah. inside your CRM that says want more training or the learning center or the knowledge base or whatever yeah. they call it and literally just start to dig in. Yes. But Greg, I'm not the kind of, I don't like doing that stuff. To which my response, just in case you're wondering is, well, you learned how to drive a car. I don't really like driving a car, right. but you learned because I had to get from point A to point B. I learned how to use my phone because I wanted to create more videos and be able to, like, like you got to get over that. You're, you're in a business that requires technology. Right. And if you don't believe that, go to your next appointment and say, I'm not into technology. Right. And see how your customer responds. Like, I, I just tell you're people, dead on arrival. I care front it right back to them. Like, right. don't tell me you're not good with this and then continue to not be good. Right. So, so is there anything beyond going into the deep dive of just watching a video or two one at a time? Because most of them are like, here's, here's Boomtown. Click on this and you right. actually do it while you're watching the video. Then click on this and then you click on this and you put in the reps and you, like anything else, become proficient. Right. Is that really it? Well, y yes and no. Um, you have to know Don't what- Don't talk them out of it, Greg. No, <laughs> I'm not going to talk them out of it. Okay. My recommendation is figure out where the training video videos are and do them. Yeah. Second like watch step. Them. Watch them. Just do, watch yeah. them. Yeah. Just do the work. Do the reps. Yeah. Okay. And do the work, do the work, do the work. Yeah. Okay. So watch the videos. From there, as you're utilizing the CRM, lean in on your managing broker, lean in on your team leader and say, mm -hmm. hey, I'm struggling. I, I don't understand this. Yeah. Too many people are scared to say, I don't know or I need help. Yes. And I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. beg everybody, like, just just go ahead and be vulnerable. Yeah. Like say, hey, I don't get it. That's what coaches are there for. That's right. what your team leaders are there right. for. Right. I guarantee you that the team leader that has great numbers knows how to use their system. Yes. And I think that there's a little bit of a fear there that we have to talk about yep. of saying, I need help. Yes. And the tools are there yep. for you. Yep. And so dig in, have a growth mindset. It's interesting. So I'm going to go to Jordan, who's sitting over here. Like, So how long have you been with the company now? 
Okay, so you know the typical employee will say it takes 90 days before they get comfortable, before you can connect the dots and say, okay, I know who my direct is, I know what his or her expectation of me is, I know who my counterparts are, I know all the players inside. Like, like otherwise, it's they say, like I, I remember telling my son when he first joined Wells Fargo, I'm like, it's gonna be uncomfortable right. for the first 90 days. You don't know how to use their systems, you don't know how to use their CRM, you don't know all their, all of the governance right. that's inside of a large bank as a loan officer. And he's like, I'll get it done in like, you know, 30 days. And like 120 days later, he's like, I'm still trying to figure it all out. If you don't ask for help, right. you don't get better. And, and big shout out to the person listening right now, because in a way, watching this podcast, they're asking for help. So you know right. the growth mindset. Right. All right. Closing thoughts on listings, nurture, and conversion. Closing thoughts on pick one of them and go. Closings, nurtures, and conversion. Okay, I'm gonna go conversion. Okay. And back knowledge that you need if you wanna convert at a high level. Okay. Make it a point in this market, if you have a little bit more time, to learn more about your market and pricing, mm -hmm. learn more about mortgage, and learn more about um, negotiation. Okay, well, that's okay, let's let's unpack that. So, unpack. so okay. should I, in the office every day, look at the daily hot sheets twice and Absolutely. look for correlation in pricing, not just pricing, but pricing in condos. What stays on market for condos? What stays on market for single family? Yes. What stays on market for four bedroom versus three bedroom versus two bedroom? Like that level of detail? Yes, you need that in this market because it's gonna give you the confidence because what's the number one question that people ask? How's the market? How's the market? How's the market? What are you gonna say, oh, it's okay. No, oh, no. You know, I don't know. Oh, it's horrible right now. It's, it's really horrible. Rough. Right, right. <laughs> don't and don't that. buy into it. And don't so. say it's great either, right? I, I actually like the, you know, it really depends like what, what part of town you're looking for. If you're looking to invest, if you're looking to rent, if you're looking right. to buy, do you want a four bedroom, do you want a three bedroom? Would it shock you to hear that four bedrooms actually sell for this percent more versus three bedrooms? Mm -hmm. All the stats that you know as a professional. So that's one side. The other side, though, you said was understanding mortgage. And I hear kind of two sides on this one, right? Some lenders say, please do not. Sure. talk about mortgage as a real estate agent and some very effective agents understand it enough that they won't cross any lines or you know make any mistakes but they'll say and then go talk to you know go talk to jordan right, right? she's my incredible loan officer yada 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 what what part of the mortgage part are you is it just beyond rates or is it being able to get payments what are you looking for okay you want to be able to have a conversation with the consumer to find out what the need is it's just like buying a car mm -hmm. just like buying a truck each person has a unique need. If you're a part of the uh, of the conversation of mortgage, which you should be in my opinion, and I would like to go even head to head against that mortgage person, sure. right? If I send you to the to the wrong bank or to the wrong credit union or to mm -hmm. the wrong whatever, right. and that person's denied, you just lost that conversion in that point in time. Right. So you have a little bit of a fiduciary obligation, in my opinion, to understand what the offers are in your market to be able to point them to, to the be, right. It's, it's right, right. You know. So tell me a little bit about your your right. employment status. Tell me right. a little bit about your credit. Like yeah. I'm going to ask. Where do you uh, bank? Uh, yeah, where do you right. bank? Because this makes a difference. And I don't know if you feel comfortable. Like look at me jumping into role play yeah, like yeah. a coach. Yeah. I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about. I this do, with Greg. Me. I do. Great. Well, tell me <laughs> yes, more. Yes. But okay, gather so that I, information. So it's it's more about the the directing and less about like product and. Right. It's about knowing Maybe what though, questions. Maybe though, 3 one buy downs and like, you know, five-year yeah, arm, seven-year arm, 10-year I mean, like there's a lot of, a lot of savvy agents have figured out very quickly, like, hey, let's look at the price, you know, calculator or the table, sometimes yes. even print it out together and say this much down on this product, you know, approximate interest rate, da, 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 yeah. da payment, right? I keep a mortgage calculator on my phone. Smart. And I, I train my agents and, and my clients to do the same. 
Okay, so the third one was negotiation. It's funny because I have sitting right over here two copies of Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference, with a slight bit of exactly what to say. Yep. Uh, so when you say negotiations, give us one thing you need or an agent should be better at today when it comes to negotiations because that's such a broad topic. Uh, I, I can narrow it down real easy. There's the three C's of negotiation, okay? Tell the us. three negotiation styles. And people are combative, the guy that's like, this or else. Yes, or yes. I'm walking out of yes. here. Yep. Okay. Yep. Collaborative, give to get. Yeah. Okay. And cooperative, mm -hmm. which that person just agrees with everything that you say. Yes. If and you then might just, just walk out the door and do nothing. And, oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yes. yes. I yes. will take this to my seller yes. and present it. This right. isn't what you want to know. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. If, if you can go a little deeper on that, and we're not going to do that now, but understanding what you're working with, because you're negotiating through another person that you may or may not know. Yeah. And I don't think we put enough Presenting emphasis. Presenting the offer to the yeah. listing agent over the phone, face-to-face, yeah. -face, however it's on face-to-face, highly unlikely over the phone. Right. So do your research if you don't know. And again, I don't think we're leaning in on our leaders enough as an industry. Mm -hmm. I think that this solo agent, go at my own, fight my own fight, mm -hmm. it's a team effort these days. Yep. And, and you need to figure out what the highest and best use of your time is. And if you're not a great negotiator, instead of trying to go it alone, pull somebody in, you'll make more money. That's yep. why you're on team. Yep. Yep. Smart. Smart. All right. Good insights. Fast show. Longer, Hector, than I thought it was going to go. We were trying to say 20 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, 40. Well, it was two shows in one. All right. So thank you so much always for listening. Greg, thank you. You're welcome. David Caldwell's here a minute ago, now uh, racing to go catch on an airplane. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to listen to this, whether you're in your car, in a subway, working out, wherever you're doing this, wherever you're consuming this. Uh, as always, if you haven't hit the notification button, like, subscribe, do all that silly stuff, and send this to a friend that, you know, is a high analytical and wants to get even more into the you know the nerdy weeds of high conversion which that's did you just call side. me a nerd nerds rule that's the what world, i feel man. like nerds rule the world so yes i did with lots <laughs> yes. of love and respect all right thank you so much for watching we'll see you on the next show take care